Hello there, we are your hosts Vivek and Pavitra from the Agile Coach Podcast. In this podcast, we bring fresh perspective to you through our interviews with thought leaders in Agile Coaching, Facilitation, Business Analysis, and Product Management roles. Enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome to today's podcast. This week's podcast, I want to talk about just how to assess agile teams, where are they in their agile journey, and why is it important for agile practitioners, scrum masters, coaches to know this so that you can really show up the way where it's most beneficial for the team. And the concept that I want to talk about is called Shuhari. It's a, a Japanese martial art concept that describes uh, the stages of learning to mastery. Many of you, if you have been involved in martial arts um, in your growing up journey, whatever, you might have already been familiar with this concept. If you have been a scrum master or just been in the agile space for some time, you're probably probably familiar. But if you are new to the space, uh, this is definitely going to help you if you're a new scrum master going into maybe leading your very first team. Uh, you definitely want to pay attention to this because I remember being a, a new scrum master and just learning this and being able to apply with my teams and the difference that it really made. I, in when I was a scrum master, I used this quite a bit to um, too, and I also right now teach other scrum masters to use this when they first walk into agile teams. Um, I don't like or want to walk into a team making any assumptions or projecting where they should be in their agile journey. So when you start leading a new team, um, you really want to be with them for a sprint or two, identify gaps, and let them run things the way they've always run, um, ran in the past. So you can really assess their maturity in Agile and just how they are with each other as a team. Let's um, explore what each of these uh, stages are uh, in Shuhari. So Shu is in the beginning stage where it literally means the student follows the teaching of one master precisely. They concentrate on how to do the task without really worrying too much about the underlying theory. Uh, there are multiple variations on how to do the task, but they concentrate on just one way uh, the master really teaches them. So when we are putting this in Agile teams, um, things that you really want to consider to see if your team is in shoe stays. I mean, this is very kind of self-explanatory, but uh, is the team new to Agile or to really one another even has the team changed or dropped Agile practices and really lost the intention behind it? Uh, have they really have they mashed up Agile with something else so that their practice are not even really clear to them? Do they look at you funny when you bring up Agile Manifesto? If any of these are true, the team may have progressed too hot maybe too early 
or it was not really taught to them in a way. So um, they are truly at a shoe stage and you need to guide them to practice at shoe. So a lot of times, like I'll give you an example of just a simple daily scrum, right? Um, if your team is new and you're implementing scrum, you might really follow the daily stand-up to the books. So really trying to keep it 15 minutes, really thinking about those two questions and you do it do to the dots to those questions. You really have the team only answer and only talk to those three questions. Um, and as they obviously progress to other stages, then they can you know, break things or show up really differently. And I'll, I'll talk about that here in a bit. But um, let's kind of explore the has stage. So at this point, um, you know, according to obviously the um, Japanese martial, martial art concept, has stays at this point, the student begins to branch out. Um, with the basic practice working, they really start to learn the underlying principle and theory behind the technique. Um, so why are we doing what we're doing? They also start to learn from other masters and maybe integrate those learning into their practices. So what does that really mean in a team? Um, do they does the team live, live by ideals in their Agile manifesto? In all they do, do they stand on the side of individuals and interactions, working software, customer collaboration, responding to change, right? <clears throat> do they have a basic practice working well? And are they really producing new insights that let them improve uh, with each uh, sprint or iteration? Uh, do they really pause? Like when I say pause, like really pause to consider the ramification before they alter or drop or add another agile practice? Um, do they face the consequences of these changes um, on, a, on a regular basis? So... Um, if these are true, then your team is aha and they really need you to coach them to deeper um, expression of Agile, just really how to show up and to move on and go into the re-stays in the re. Um, the, now the students isn't really learning from other people, but they're like really learning from their own practice and experiences, right? Um, they're really uncovering better ways of doing things and being and and they're doing that based on their data, their own data and what they've done. They create their own approaches and adapt to what has been learned um, into their own like particular circumstances or experiences because not all agile teams are created equal, not you know we all have our own way of learning and being and doing things. so they have kind of created their own way of being. And so how do you really know when your team is in a restays? Um, these are some things that you can think about, right? Like has the team altered their practice of Agile and they're really doing it consciously and they're keeping the values and principles of Agile alive? Or um, have they broken through, you know, just being dysfunction and they've worked through things um, so that they're really progressing towards um, being self-organizing and that high-performing team that we want them to be. And 
you know, this is a beautiful stage to be in and, and for a coach to see a team to get to this stage. I mean, it's amazing to witness this. This and if these are true, then your team is at a restage and you really need to let them go in a way. Um, so as you can imagine, all these different level require a different style of coaching. And so when I think about an agile practitioner or especially a scrum master, um, I think about your role as a teacher, as a coach, and it is as an advisor. And if you are familiar with Lisa Atkins, she talks about just how to show up on each of these stages. Um, in a shoe stage is a scrum master, coach, practitioner, whatever you call yourself. You show up as a teacher a lot more. Um, and when you're teaching, as the name shows, right, at this stage, you must teach the rules. The team that are at this level, they have a basic knowledge of agile values, practices and principles, and they need to have someone to guide them. So some of the things that Lisa Atkins um, suggests on her book and just on her talks is to follow these rules. And you're really teaching the team like, hey, I have followed them before and I know that they they will give you what you want to. So for now, just follow. Or, you know, using language like the rules work, anything else is an impediment. Uh, everything you could need is right here in the simple framework. So look here for the answers first. Or here is how this works. So I kind of even think about when your team kind of runs into any impediments in this stage, like you might be holding their hands a lot more. Um, you might even like show them how to reach out to another team member and get the impediment removed versus like, them doing it because they probably don't know how to do it or um, any of the, the the scrum framework you're really doing it by the dots like if there are three questions on a daily stand-up hey like let's only focus on these day three three things and here's why so you're doing a lot of a lot of teaching of just different agile practices um, really reinforcing what the teams are doing really back to guiding them back to the values and principles and whatever practice that you might be using now, how a sta how stage is more coaching. Uh, coaching um, here, really what you're thinking about is how teams have a really good understanding of agile values and principles, and they start to understand how they can use different approaches to achieve the same result, right? Because there's always different approaches to get the same results. So at this stage, the team can come up with their own solutions. Uh, they just need a coach to help them find different ways to achieve what they need. Uh, some of the examples like Lisa talks about are using language like, why does this wor ways of um, working work? Or what kills it? What renews it? What feeds it? So you're really asking more open-ended questions and helping the team come up with their own answers in a, in a way or going back to even an impediment like if a team is at a at a high stage I am not removing an impediment for them or I I might just guide them or like hey how would you solve that or who could you reach out to and they, they're kind of doing that on their own but I like maybe I'm creating that space for the team to do that and I'm showing up more of a coach 
Now, when the team is in a restage, uh, this is where you are only advising, really. I mean, again, like I never want anybody to take this like by the dot literal right like these are some things that even as a as an agile practitioner you should assess yourself like where are you in the shuhari itself if you're a brand new scrum master like the way you might learn or implement things might be um, in a shoe stage and then as you move up like going on the high and, and, and re. So um, again, based on where your teams are at, based on who you are, what your level of understanding of agility and just some of the mindset is, you might just be dancing around these three um, three framework, you might call it, or just like really the, the, the rule a agile practitioner shows up with. So re is kind of I think about the advising right like you're in the last stage so in this stage the team has again fully internalized the values the principles and practices Um, they might even be high performing at this point Uh, everything runs quite well and the role of the coach works more of an advisor so if the team is at that stage, some of the questions or mindset that I might bring um, would be if a team member asks me a question, I might say, or like they're doing some of the work, maybe they're running a sprint planning or backlog refinement, and I might just be there observing and I might say, may, of, may I offer, offer an observation? Uh, or a team member might ask you a question and you could say instead of teaching or coaching here, you might just say, hey, that that could work. Why don't you try it? Um, or I might use a language like, hey, I don't know. What do you think? Right? Because at this stage, they have internalized really the values principles. So are they really thinking from that stage? When I ask that question, what do you think? Where do they automatically go? If the teams are in a restage, then like they are going to think about the values principles and practices whenever they whenever they're thinking through the solution for this um, particular situation they might bring up to me. Yeah, so I I really hope um, this episode is helpful. I know it was a short and sweet episode and highly recommend you to use this as you start a new team or walk into a new team because it makes a world of a difference on how you can really show up for them. Um, those of you that are maybe new scrum masters, um, I would assess and I would, I would even as a, as an existing scrum master, like a lot of times I've been in teams and, you know, we, we've been at it for some time. We might just go through the motion of going through motion. And so things can kind of just like fall um, behind or we might fall into similar patterns of the way we were in the past. And so even when I've seen teams like, okay, I'm like, okay, I think they are in a re-stage. Um, there are certain things I have seen teams kind of slip back into the way of they used to be before because that's just been so ingrained into them. And so uh, I've definitely had to really dance between these three stages and how I show up. Am I showing up as a teacher? Am I showing up as a coach or an advisor? And that is what a true coach does is consistently is evaluating and uncovering, you know, different ways and better ways of helping the team end of the day. With that, uh, that's it for this episode. And we will see you guys next week. All right, that's a wrap with this episode. 
Thank you for listening till the end. We hope these podcasts are providing value on your Agile journey. If you haven't visited our website, theagilecoach.com, we highly suggest you for other courses and supporting material on your journey. You can also get access to our self-paced courses or learn more about the life training that we provide to become a Scrum Master, Product Owner, Product Manager. With that, we will see you on the next episode. Love and best wishes from the Agile Coach.